I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth and in this video I'm going to be talking to you about when you're a couple with trust issues. Well, oftentimes two people that have trust issues get into a romantic relationship. And you know what I say, when there's trauma, look for drama. Why do we have trust issues? Well, a lot of people think that trust issues come from uh, breakups, bad breakups, or, you know, infidelity, and that does happen. But for me, the trust and the bond that we have with our caregivers is far more important to us than those later in life um, infidelities or uh, breach, breaches of trust. Is that the way I want to say it? Um, so, it's a big, like, okay, you have to understand, when things happen to you in your later life, if you have that really strong foundation with your caregivers, there's been a lot of trust, a lot of love, you are securely attached to them, you're going to respond a lot better to those kind of things in your romantic relationships. Now, if in your early childhood you didn't feel that secure, secure strong bond with your caregivers, you're not going to do too well when there's an infidelity, somebody cheats to you or lies to you, because it's going to hurt you in a way that you've been hurt before, where maybe you've been betrayed by your caregivers or abandoned by them, and so you're particularly sensitive in those areas. Now, you know, clinicians often say that we are attracted to somebody at the same level of differentiation, okay? I probably haven't talked about this before, but in other words, we all function on a certain level of functioning, right? Like we all have our own struggles and areas depending upon our own mental health, issues with anxiety and depression and trauma and abuse and all the things that come along with that. But we tend to be really attracted to people that are around the same differentiation as us. Part of it is because we feel familiar to that type. Um, and maybe it's because, um, you know, because we're at that level, but also because it reminds us of our caregivers who are probably similar to that level as well. So, some of you guys are probably trying to understand what this means, so let me just try and make it kind of simple and easy to understand. Some people might not be functioning well in their life where they are unable to hold the job, they can't maintain friendships, they can't maintain relationships, they have tremendous amounts of anxiety and depression, they're not getting treatment for it, uh, maybe they lie to all their friends and family and betray them and use them, so they're not functioning on a very high level, okay? Now, you might have somebody that is a very successful CEO and they 
tend to do well in long-term relationships and they trust people and they've got great friendships and they have a great network and support system. They're probably functioning on a higher level than this person. So this person is not really going to be attracted to this person because they're nowhere near each other on that level of differentiation. So, why am I explaining this? Well, you got to look at your partner's differentiation level and yours as well. Are they enmeshed with their family? Have they moved on? Do they make their own decisions? What's their level of mental health? That I'm always telling you guys, like I say in the video, choosing a good partner which you guys really should watch. So, um, we bring our own issues into relationships. Anxious people tend to be drawn to avoidant people and secure people tend to be more drawn to secure people. Why? Because they're on a uh, level of the same differentiation. So, in other words, um, if you have tremendous amounts of anxiety, you might not be able to do well with a partner who has a a slight level of uh, avoidant attachment style. They might be turned off by that and vice versa. So it's important to understand that when two people are coming together with their own issues, their own insecurities, it is going to make the relationship you know, unpredictable and sometimes volatile and, um, you know, sometimes just explosive depending upon where you're at and how well you deal with your own insecurities. Many of you guys who have come to my channel are blown away by the information that I share and you are just sitting there learning about incredible things like attachment styles and traumas and um, effective communication and um, you know, all the things that I teach. And so, all of a sudden, you're just awakened to this information and you just feel completely alive inside, sometimes for the first time. And so, you'll start to go through your issues and you have to understand, now you're going through all your issues for the first time and you're overwhelmed and you're feeling tremendous amounts of guilt and, rem and remorse for all of those issues that you're thinking, I never even knew I was doing these things. And you feel so guilty, you're beating yourself up, you're bargaining, I wish I could do these things better. And believe me, I understand, I did all these things myself. So, what you gotta see, and you will start to see slowly over time, is that they also have issues. And they also were a part of this relationship falling apart because it takes two of you to maintain a relationship. It's not all on one person. And so, today's email, you're gonna see how behavior by both the people led to this relationship falling apart, okay? It's a really good email. I think this is gonna be really helpful for you, okay? And uh, let me just start by reading a little introductory uh, few sentences they said here. Hi, Craig. I have been watching your videos and I've learned a great deal and I find the information very comforting. However, I have continued to show weaknesses and have completely pushed my ex-girlfriend away. Now this guy is in his late 30s and the woman that he dated is in her mid-20s. So there's a big age gap here and he said she is a 
beautiful Colombian woman. And I happen to love Colombian women. I don't know what it is about Colombian women, but they have the most beautiful smiles. So, uh, I can understand why he is so drawn to a Colombian women. Spanish women in general. I'm, I find myself very attracted to Spanish women. Um, but that's besides the point. <laughs> um, now, not only did he write her two letters after the breakup, which of course you know I would never tell you to do, he wrote a third letter, trying to, and a really long one, trying to explain all of the things he did wrong and attachment theory. It was, it looked like something like he basically copied and pasted out of articles or off of my website. I honestly uh, didn't sit there and read it thoroughly because I knew the gist of it. I knew what was going on here. He's thinking if I explain to her all of these things that I've learned now, it's going to make her want me back. That's not the way it works, okay? So, now he says they dated for uh, about nine months until they broke up uh, about a month ago and they it was a long-distance relationship he said we spent a few weeks together in January and have talked every day since then until today long distance can be very tricky and difficult I don't I I, I guess you weren't seeing her since then um, that would be brutal not to see somebody that often uh, he says she comes from a, a poor family, or he said barrio. I think that means maybe town. Um, all right, so poor town. Her parents are not a couple yet. They had four children together. Not a couple yet. What does that mean? They've had four kids together. How could they have not been a couple yet? Hero yet. Maybe I, I'm, I'm thinking that English is not his first language because, like I said, the sentence before... He said, she comes from a poor barrio. He must have had a mental lapse there. All of a sudden, he went from English to Spanish. Her mother has mental health issues, and her father is an alcoholic. So am I, but I was not drinking when I met her. Now, I don't know if that means you weren't drinking during the relationship or at the time that you met her, because there's a big difference there. She broke up with me due to my insecurities and control issues. I acted horribly and did all the classic anxious attachment style behaviors. I mean, all of them. So you could imagine that this guy was probably making this woman go crazy. Despite this, she took me back many times, but every few days my insecurities would get the best of me and I would smother her again. Alright, so you're starting to pick up the pattern now. I fell in love with her right away and I told her so. Of course you did. You've got attachment trauma. You're going to latch on to any uh, pretty girl that smiles at you. Although I might have latched on too if she's a really pretty Colombian. <laughs> I picture Sofia Vergara, but younger. We took a trip together and I acted like a gentleman and showed her, showered her with gifts and attention. I knew she had dreams to travel the world and was ambitious about business, so I played to that. We had plans to travel to the Bahamas in March, but it fell through due to a vaccine restriction. Then again to Costa Rica, but that fell through due to visa restrictions. So I went to Colombia again 
in May, and we traveled the country doing fun stuff. That's when she fell in love with me. After I got home, we spoke every day and shared our hopes and dreams and fears. Also, little things about our day. She was always a little brief with my replies, and sometimes I felt like she was saying good morning and asking my day about my day obligatorily as relationship maintenance. But other times we had a real connection. I learned that she had a two-year distance relationship. That could be a red flag for you because now we're looking at two long-distance relationships. What is going on with this woman that she is not looking for people locally? With a Swiss man who broke her heart after a five-month trip to Mexico. A five-month trip to Mexico? They went to Mexico for five months together? That guy must have some kind of money. And she refused to talk about the details and got very angry and turned off when I would pry. Clearly, she is not over that guy and it would be a real concern for me if I was dating somebody and I saw somebody getting this upset over an ex. Tells me that they probably still have feelings for this person, which could be a real problem with your relationship progressing. She has insecurities about money, which could be exactly why she would be drawn to a guy who could afford to take her on a five-month vacation. And I considered a job as a webcam girl. Then ended up working for a low wage at a nightclub. So I began supporting her and it made me feel good. So now you're investing in this woman who you're not even really seeing. I wouldn't recommend that. I mean, maybe if you guys were like living close to each other, but who knows what she's really doing if she's in another part of the world. We took a trip to Europe in July and I had plans to propose. In Paris, there was an incident. Uh-oh. After a romantic dinner on the river, where we both drank a lot, she went to the bathroom and was gone for a long time. And I got very worried about her. Okay, she's gone to the bathroom for an unusually long time. Could be she's just not feeling well. Or maybe something else is going on. Wait and see. Wait and see. When she returned, I was upset and we argued and she would not engage with me and walked away. This turned into a stubborn standoff and I waited a long time before finally going to look for her. When I found her, there was some guy up in her face with his hand on her back. Okay. Well, we didn't do a Skype, so I definitely couldn't have asked follow-up questions here, but what I was thinking when I was reading this is that had she gone to the bathroom, met this guy in the bathroom area, and he started flirting with her for a long time. I don't know. Based on what you wrote here, it makes me seriously wonder, because now you see her with some guy, and he's got her face in his... She's up in his, he's up in her face and hand on her back. Definitely a red flag for me. 
I snapped some pictures and stood there angry like a fool. They were about to leave and saw me. Okay, now she's about to leave with a guy she's never met before? Sounds like another red flag to me. This is what I'm talking about. This is someone else that's, you know, her behavior is a little bit out here. She's on vacation in a foreign country and leaving with a strange guy. I was upset, but she would not acknowledge any fault and said, since he did not touch her boobs or ass, that it was normal. Sure, it's normal for me to walk away from you when you just proposed to a stranger and for him to be up in my face. He didn't touch my boob or my ass. It's, every, it's okay. <laughs> right. Uh, I would I would have had a problem with that too. I'd be seriously wondering what this woman would have done had I not walked up and said, "Hey, what's going on here?" Later, she said she did not feel his hand on her back, maybe because of the alcohol, or maybe she's full of it. We fought about this many times, and each time she would start to pack her bag and threaten to leave. So I would then apologize and promise not to bring it up again. Well, I'm not sure what was going on there, if she just wasn't giving you straight-up answers. Uh, it almost sounds like she just didn't want to be honest with you, or maybe you were blowing things out of proportion. I don't know. It's tough to read on this one. I definitely could see both sides to this situation. We made up and had some more good times and shared some more love. But it nagged my mind badly and we argued about it many times. So, either this is about your insecurity or something was going on in your gut and you're sitting there thinking, I can't trust this woman. It's definitely one of those things by doing just an email coaching, I can't ask follow-up questions to see, but definitely red flags for me going on here. Despite all this, she agreed to come to the USA to live with me. Eventually, after I got home and pressed her about the incident again, man, you're really hanging on to this. You don't trust her. That's a big sign for me right there. She admitted that she refused to return to me that night because of my rudeness. Okay. I get angry when I drink. And that... She was just using that guy as a way to get back to our hotel because she had no money or self-service and did not speak French, but he spoke Spanish. Okay. Well, this is a very unusual situation. <clears throat> foreign country, she doesn't speak the language, she doesn't have any money, and she doesn't have a cell phone. Now, She's going up to a complete stranger and asking him for a ride back to your hotel. That's pretty fishy to me. Um, plus, this guy had his hand on her back and she was gone to the bathroom for an unusually long time. Those things add up to me. Uh, if I had a definite answer as to whether or not he could have possibly been in that restroom situation or that was at a time later where it definitely could have been that she met him by the restroom. It just seems a little fishy when you look at it like this. That made sense and I finally let it go. 
But that was the beginning of the end. I became progressively more and more insecure with her pressing her to talk about her past and controlling with who and when she went out. Oh yeah, see, now you're really insecure and you're trying to control her because you don't trust her. Now she did do some odd behavior, but you're making the situation even worse. She actually put up with it, but would never directly soothe my insecurities. Okay, see, this is what I'm talking about. She didn't do anything to try and calm you down or reassure you either, and that's not fair because she should say, you know what, look, I admit, that guy putting his hand on my back, if I saw a woman do that to you, I would feel uncomfortable and I wouldn't like it either, so I can understand why you're feeling like this. But instead, she's just putting it all on you, blaming you, and that's not fair. Instead, she resent, resent me for it and say mean things. She would break up with me, then miss me the next day, and we would get back together. Plus, you were paying her bills, right? The last time, we broke up because of some slightly sexy picture she posted of herself, and I accused her of shopping for a new man. Yep, you might be right, though. She said that this showed her about what kind of man I was and thought I would never change. Well, I agree that your behavior is definitely coming on as very needy and insecure here, but at the same time, it certainly would have been nice if she could have reassured you a little bit because she also did some behavior that was questionable. I asked her to be friends for lack of a better situation and things were actually okay. She would continue to flirt and send affection and daily communications. But as the days went by, she became more and more distant. And of course, I became more and more needy. And every time that I would ask her to go back together, her interest level dropped markedly. Now, she says she thinks she likes the freedom of being single. Classic story, eh? Well... Sounds like your behavior kind of drove her to it as well, you know. We still have a, a trip to Cabo plan, and she has agreed to see how things go, but it's not for two months, and she says she wants no pressure. Well, that's a long way away considering where things are at. Um, hope you got a friend that might be able to go with you, because I wouldn't be surprised if she backs out of this. Last night, I, regurg I regurgitated my feelings on her again, and got no response. And today, I did not get my buenos dias. Today is the first day that I have not messaged her because she has stopped initiating contact and the pet names are gone. Yeah, so she's losing interest for sure and that trip is two months away? Not a good sign. I've been focusing on make her, making her my wife for almost a year now and just pushed her away too hard. I still love this girl very much and want to reunite because she has many wonderful qualities. I think I know what your advice is going to be, but I would still like to hear it. Thanks again for your videos. It shows that you have a big heart and helping people find personal growth. Love and comfort is your thing. You are a true hero and a blessing to humanity. Well, thank you very much for those kind words. That is very thoughtful of you to say. And you guys do often tell me very uh, kind things in our Skypes, in my emails, and, and even in the comments. And um, 
Margaret and I do truly appreciate that. Uh, we know how hard it can be. And that is why we are dedicated to helping you guys and putting out as much amazing information as we can because it's sorely needed. And we don't learn these things in school. We don't learn about healthy relationships and attachments and, and mental health in school. And it clearly shows, um, at least here in the United States, uh, we really don't prioritize mental health at all, and it seems like it's getting worse. So, I'm happy to do my part for you guys, and educate you guys as much, and of course, for you guys, when you want to talk with me and get my help personally. So, um, as far as your situation, you know, you're going to need to take a step back, and let things play out a little bit more here. I think you need to do an inventory of her behavior during this relationship and take a good, hard look at her behavior. And maybe you might be looking some other things and you may have look, overlooked some other behaviors that might have been red flags during the relationship. Maybe not. But you both need to take... well. We can't have her do anything. You need to take a look at your own insecurities and what you did wrong here and how you can correct these behaviors and take a real look at maybe if she did bring out these insecurities in you. Why? Was she not being empathetic with you? Was she not saying, hey, look, I know the way that it looks, but it wasn't like that at all. I... It, Based on what you're telling me, it doesn't seem like she really did a good job of trying to make you feel better about the situation. And that enough is a red flag for me. So, if you want to get my help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype coaching. And if you got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth and I will talk with you soon.